Real changes require real solutions. At Back to Life Radio, powered by BZ Transfer Systems, we know that life happens. And when it's time to get back to life, we're here for you. Now, here are your hosts, Linda Pavick and Paul Frazier. Hello, hello. My name is Paul Frazier. I am the host of Back to Life Radio. I'm here with my co-host and host of Cleeter on the Go Radio, Linda Pavick. How are you doing, Linda? I'm doing great, Paul. Thank Good. you. Great. And our special guest today is host of Talk Radio. Her name is Sandra Beck. How are you doing, Sandra? Terrific, Paul. Glad to be here. Great. Today's topic is going to, it's a roundtable. So today's topic is about planning your goals and getting motivated to do it. Now, I am a guy that is just starting to plan goals. It's a new year, so we're going to wipe this, wipe the slate clean and start off a brand new year. So it's exciting. So it's a, I can't think of a better thing to talk about than planning for goals in your life and planning for goals in your business. So it's it's going to be a great show. And um, my goal is to get through the show successfully <laughs> today. <laughs> And so hopefully that'll be that'll be a great show. Our sponsors today are uh, Back to Life uh, Radio is BZ Trans Systems. BZ.com are the premium transfer board, and Linda's host is Clear on the Gold Radio. CopperTouch.com. Check out CopperTouch.com, and you can be germ-free right there in your hands. Just rub your hands together for sixty seconds. And your germ-free copper touch, coppertouch.com. Okay, you guys, let's talk about goals, planning, and and uh, motivation. Sandra? Well, I think one of the things people have, especially in the new year, is we have all this kind of hope and anticipation for what the new year will bring. And it's almost like me getting in a car and wanting to drive from California to Minnesota. And I'm so excited. I get in the car and I forget the map. And, (laughs) you know, that's what kind of goal setting and planning is. And I think one of the hard things that I have in planning my new year is I have too many goals. I have too many things I want to achieve. And that can sometimes put me into a tailspin of overwhelm and when I set my goals down, if they're too big or they're too far away, I lose interest. Now, what about well, you guys? What do you guys, how do you guys feel is, about Yeah, that is the major goal that people do. They make too many of them and then they fail because when they, when they don't, when they make too many of them, they don't seem to get to them all the time. But you know what? I like littler goals than, than doing bigger goals. I think littler goals are more uh, important um, more to, attainable, yeah, more attainable to achieve than there is to do the big, wide, uh, huge goal. You know, because you're going to set up yourself for failure when you do the big goal. Well, I think Paul that that's absolutely correct. Um, you know, this year is kind of interesting to be having this discussion, guys, because 2020. Everybody talks about you know 2020 being the year that we were all jinxed. How terrible it was, mm-hmm. COVID. Um, not everything was topsy turvy. So now you come to the new year, and the hope is that we will start fresh, and all of those things will be behind us. But the the fact of the matter is, it'll never be behind us. I mean, right. we we have to learn 
to live with things the way that they are and hope that things will get better. And so I think, Paul, you are absolutely right when you talk about making smaller goals, mm-hmm. having too many goals. Um, I guess it's okay if you're a multitasker. Right, right. Um, Sandra, I think, is probably yeah. a pretty good multitasker. I know I am. But the, the smaller goals are attainable, and I think you're absolutely right about that. I think you said something really important. You set yourself up for failure yeah. when you set goals that just aren't achievable yeah. or are, are in fantasy land. So I think that's part of the problem with goal setting. Yeah, and the goal setting, um, I think, you know, it's a new year right now. So, I mean, like I said, wipe the slate clean. A lot of people, you know, they, they set their goals, but they don't really achieve them because uh, they 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 don't find I don't I don't know why people just drop them out like they get bored with it, you know. Well, you know, there's two different things, and Sandra, maybe you can talk about this too. But there's two areas where we kind of we either give something up or we set what they call a resolution, right? So right. Lent, you're giving something up, right? And New Year's. You're, um, you're setting goals or resolutions, as they call them. Mm-hmm. And what, what I think where we kind of go wrong, at least for me personally, is it's always the same thing. I'm going to lose weight. I'm not going to eat chocolate. Right. Um, I'm going to... Oh, reading my mind, Linda. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's always <laughs> the same thing. And I've never gone that direction. You know, my goals are... Um, you know, from a, I, I categorize them. So I'll have my faith-based goals, which are the most important to me. So I'll have a couple of those. Maybe I'm going to do um, devotionals a different way or a couple of them a day, or um, maybe I'm going to do some of my Bible reading differently, or maybe I'm going to do um, a Bible study or lead a Bible study, you know, those types of things. That would be my faith-based. On a personal level, normally, instead of me thinking about I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to, I don't know, some people say I'm going to quit smoking or I'm going to quit drinking or whatever the case may be. Um, I go on more a personal level where I'm going to be kinder to my friends or I'm going to be more patient um, in general. You know, I own a couple of companies. I have people I'm responsible for. And so I think about that and I think, well, my goals are I want to make things better for them. I want to make sure that the goals that I achieve are goals that will be better for them as well. You know, those kinds of goals are more the direction that I go. What about you, Sandra? Well, you know, it's funny. I I go back and forth because I think about goal setting, you know, which is smart you know, the SMART method, which is, you know, whatever, strategic, whatever right. the, the SMART right. acronym for. What they teach you in school. Yeah. And and the problem that I have with those SMART goals is I end up not feeling very smart, you know, at the end of the day. Um <laughs> Because, you know, they, they tell you, tell you, like, you know, to measure things. And and this is where, uh, you know, measurement gets me into trouble because let's say our goal as a company is to make $100,000 in a calendar year. And last year we made 10000 in our company. 
So if we do our SMART setting goals, SMART, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based, we give ourselves a year, we make them specific, we want 100,000, we want to make them measurable. So, you know, we can obviously look in the bank account and see, you know, our measurable. Is it attainable? Well, maybe. Is it relevant? Of course. And, you know, time-based. So we hit all those things. So we've done a good job, right? Now, COVID hits and we make 95,000. So guess what? We didn't hit our goal, but we made $85,000 more this year than last year. So according to our SMART goal rules, we weren't very good. But the problem with some of these like general rules and these these resolutions and, and setting goals, there also has to be a caveat in there, I believe, that has like a big fat dose of reality, like the big fat dose of reality in that, that, that scenario that I painted is this company did a great job in a pandemic. It still made $85,000 more than it did the year before that is cause for celebration. And I think that adding something to a smart goal or adding something to your goal, that's a big dose of reality is important. If your goal last year was to lose 25 pounds and you gain 10 pounds because of COVID lockdowns, are you a failure? Like that's the thing that I have a problem with, with some goal setting. And so I like to, to set goals, but I like fluid goals, you know, that have a dose of reality in, intermixed in there. And I also like to set intentions because I think, you know, that's kind of what Linda was talking about, you know, when she said, you know, kindness, and then how does kindness manifest? It manifests in her Bible study, it manifests in doing thoughtful things for her employees, you know. So if we start with an intention, my intention next year is to live healthier. Okay, what does that look like? It's my intention to work out every week, you know, or every day. So if it's my intention and you don't hit an intention perfectly as in a smart goal, you're still successful. That's just what I've been thinking about this year. Well, it's funny you bring that up because one of the things I had the most trouble with when I was doing my business degrees was the smart goal uh, scenario because it made no sense to me at all. And so I know exactly what you're saying. And I kind of went back and forth with the professor on that one because I said, I just, it just, that is not for me the way that I'm going to ever um, be successful is by following that scenario. Now you can take and pull you know, measurable or attainable or pull different things. But sometimes you don't have all five of those categories in your goal achievement. Sometimes it just isn't the process. And so I think when people label, this is the process you have to achieve your goals, I think that's where we run into trouble because not everybody achieves goals the same way. Paul might achieve them in a totally different way than Sandra achieves them. And there might be different scenarios for what you can and can't do. And so I think that the lesson that I've learned is take a step back from what you're thinking of doing, what kinds of goals. And for me, I no longer have um, goals that necessarily are just for me. My goals are broader. They That doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. It just means if I decide I'm going to lose weight, I don't set that up as a goal. I just decide I'm going to lose weight. 
um, or if I decide I'm going to do this or do that. But my goals or my resolutions or my achievements are broad-based where they are how I treat people, what I hope to obtain um, as a whole for, for the group in the companies that we have, um, what I do in my lifestyle by taking care of my mother or my aunt, for instance, those kinds of things. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways to set goals. But, you know, i got to tell you guys something. I had a goal. No, I don't set goals very often because I I just never really did it. And I'm starting to do it more and more since I got to know Linda and Sandra. <laughs> so they've been trying to keep me on a goal-orientated life, which is very, very well. It's been treating me very well. But, you know, here's the thing, Sandra and Linda. I was at my worst when I was uh, probably about... I don't know, let's say four months ago, I weighed 260 pounds. That's the most I've ever weighed in my life was that, 260. Well, when you have trouble tying your shoes, bending over, and you're out of breath tying your shoes, there's something that's got to get, right? So I decided that, you know what, I got to set this. I got I to get healthier. I got I to set, I I set a goal. So... I started going on, I bought a treadmill during the COVID because all the health clubs were closed. So I bought a treadmill and I um, got on the treadmill a half hour, 35 minutes a day, started eating low carb diet. Now I am down 30 pounds. I weigh 230 pounds. My goal weight is 220. Congratulations. That is big. That's huge. That's a huge goal. But, you know, yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think that guys I, – I, my wife said guys can lose weight better than women. I don't know if I believe that. But um, is that true? Oh, my producer says, yes, it's true. All right. So, <laughs> Renee, thank you, Renee. Yeah, so I guess, that, I guess that's true. So, I yeah, that was a huge goal for me, and I'm still – I'm chugging along. I got – I got my goal weight's 220, but that might be too skinny. So, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. You don't want to make me look like, well. You don't want uh, to be a supermodel, Paul. Well, pretty soon he'll look like a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah, I'll look like a Ken doll. You know, I got to, I can't come in today. I have to go fix my face. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's a goal I kept and I achieved. And that is the first goal really in my life that I really felt that I achieved by myself, you know, I mean, I couldn't believe that I, I, I stepped on the scale and bam, I was like, wow, it was, and I feel a whole lot better. And I can even tie my shoes without getting tired now. <laughs> well, that's terrific. So, so Sandra, getting back to the big picture of setting goals, um, don't you think that there is a difference between setting personal goals versus versus setting business goals versus maybe, because in my life, I guess I would call it more visionary um, goals. Um, do you see a difference in all of those types of goals? And, and do you see a reason why people should have some of each or, yeah. or focus on others? Yeah. Because one of the things that I, I realized when I sit down and do my planning and you know, as many entrepreneurs 
at one point in my career, I went to Montreal and studied with a guy, Coach Ken, and I'd go to Montreal every year in December for a week. And all I would do is focus on business and personal planning. And then I my business tanked. And then I sat in the booth at McDonald's and did my business planning. And now I actually get a, a diet soda and I sit in the parking lot because we can't go into a fast food place. But I take myself out of my office. I take myself out of my home. And even if it means sitting in my minivan with a pad of paper and I start planning my goals. And the difference, Linda, that I think is, is there's family goals. There's personal goals and there's company goals. And when you break it up into those groups, the personal goals are the only things that I have pretty much sole control over. But my family goals and my company goals are collaborative. And that's where the planning is a little bit different because we may have a personal goal of planning uh, a kinder year. So what does that look like? In a personal goal, does that mean being kinder to myself if I don't perform the way I expect? In a family goal, does that mean, you know, spending more time doing nicer things for my kids and my dad? As a company, does that translate into, you know, how do I care for my employees or my coworkers or my clients? So the the kind of the mindset is a little bit different between personal and professional, but there's more crossover between family goals and company goals than I think there is in personal goals. What do you think? I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that was so well said, so well put. And it's okay to not focus on all of them. If you And I think where sometimes people think they have to focus on all or none. And in my case, for instance, I am not focusing on any personal goals right now. Zero. I am focusing strictly on business goals or goals that that affect family, friends, coworkers. But as far as personal goals, I am not focusing on any of that. I feel comfortable with what I'm doing. And uh, I am not, uh, I do not have any of that in, in focus. So I think that's an okay thing to tell yourself, you know, it's some point in time, if I think I need to focus on a personal goal, I will. But I look at my personal goals a little bit differently than most people do. I look at them that um, if I need to do something to correct something in my life, I just do it. I, I, it's not necessarily a something goal, yeah. that becomes a resolution. Mm-hmm. Well, what about one of the things that I, I focused on this year, because I too, Linda, I'm a course correction girl. I course correct as the day goes along. So if I if I need to improve on something, if somebody says, gee, you didn't handle that that situation well or something didn't go the way I was, part of my modus operandi is to sit down, pray about it, think about it, examine it, think about what I could do differently, write in my journal, and then I go on my day. So I have a lot of course correction that goes throughout my day. But what I did this year, which was very different than last year when my goal setting is I thought about Linda and Paul, what would I like to learn? What would I like to do? And so as a result, I started brainstorming things in my car, in the parking lot of McDonald's with my diet soda. And I came back to my office and I, 
I signed up for the, and this is not a sponsor, but I signed up for the 199 Unlimited Berlitz course online because I I speak a little French, I speak a little Russian, I speak a little German and a, and a little Spanish. And I was thinking I'd kind of like to learn Polish and Italian just a little bit, just enough. And so I put that in my my goal and my goal is to have one hour a week. You know, I know we only have so many hours, but one hour a week, I'm going to pop on to this website and learn a language. So is it a goal to make myself better or a goal to lose weight? No, it's a goal to put something that I really enjoy as part of my to-do list, if you will. Do I need to pass the college course? No. Do I plan to move to Europe? No. Do I really enjoy words and learning a language? Yes. So well, it's funny you bring that up because I just um, started studying Swedish. There you go. Yep. So I give myself um, maybe an hour or two a week and I'm struggling. Swedish is a very guttural language. So I'm really struggling. Is it really like very, a really rough, tough language? Yes. Is yes. It? Very much so. But um, I, I'm, I'm doing the same thing as Sandra. So that's interesting that you brought that up. Huh. Yeah, so it's not really a goal. Like your goal is not to become fluent. Your goal is to enjoy learning it. Right. To me, it's like reading a book, Mm -hmm. except I like learning. So a lot of times what I'm reading or what I'm doing is a learning process because I enjoy that more than entertainment. Right. Well, I tell you what, my I think this year my business goal is a goal that includes Hmm. I think it includes learn more about the customer, you know, learn more about what the customer needs, learn more about what, what it is that he will make his life a lot better with my premium transfer board. But I mean, um, and also to learn more about the ins and outs of the profession that we're in the medical field. So, so you have Sandra on on this um, radio show. Yeah. And so Sandra is somebody that can help you with that goal because she is an expert marketer. Expert marketer. And that's and that's another thing, Sandra. Another goal, I'm going to put up a lot of goals for you this year. Another goal is how do I become and how do I get more efficient in the marketing game? And that's what I want to learn is how to use. I think I got talent somewhere. I just don't know where they are yet. But I think the marketing deal would be a perfect fit for me for the business that we're in, you know? Absolutely. So you've looked and thought, what what can I learn to enhance my my professional life? And Linda's like, what can I do to enhance my personal life? And for those of you listening that think, oh, a goal has to be only something that improves me for uh, you know, a specific task or goal. Like I, I need to learn marketing because I want to make more money. I want my company to grow. You know, that's somehow more valid than me wanting to learn Italian and Linda wanting to learn S- Swedish just for the sake of enjoyment. But the one thing that the naysayers are missing in this mix is a happier company owner is a more productive company owner. A happier employee is a more productive oh, yeah. 
therapy. So I'm going to put the company goals as well as the personal goals on the same par, because if Linda does her two hours a week in, in her Swedish training, and then is so excited that she comes to work, she's going to bring that energy and enthusiasm to her workplace and also to her work. I mean, let's talk a little bit about where does the, where does the person fit in the goal setting? So where does, are you talking about the individual person like you or myself or Paul? Yeah, because when we look at goals, goals are outside of ourselves. You know, even 20 pounds lost has to do with something. It's a physical thing. The body, you know, the, the body sheds the fat, the body goes away. The company makes more money. You know, these are all external things. But let's talk about what if the what if one of our resolutions or intentions for 2021 was that we're a more faith-filled person? How about we're a happier, more contented person. So what would that look like to me? What would I do for me personally to be more content? And I'll tell you, just making more money doesn't offer that contentment and that peace. No, no, you're right. No, absolutely. And I think that when you start thinking about goals from that perspective, um, because one of the things that I think of, so Sandra, you have children. Uh, yep. school-age children. Paul, you have school-age grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think of, because I do not have children, mm-hmm. so I'm not an expert at this, but one of the things that I think about is the electronic age that we're in. And when I'm watching what is happening to people in general, um, it scares me that people are losing the ability to be sociable, to be able to communicate. I was just talking to a friend. It actually happens to be my payroll specialist, and we've gotten to be good friends over the phone. We've never met, but we've become good phone friends. And she was telling me that her son um, might have to start going back to school. She's not from Minnesota. They're from a different state, and their state is totally locked down. But they're talking about he may have to go back to school a couple days a week And she may fight that and she may keep him home because he's getting straight A's at home and socially he struggles in school, socially. And we ended up in about a half hour discussion about it. And her point was that the electronics that the kids are on has made so many of the kids so mean that he has been so bullied that being at home has rested his soul to the point where the thought of going back just terrifies him. Yeah, well, you know, this social media, you're behind a screen. You're behind a computer. People don't see you. And they can they can make up anything they want to make up. And it's really mean. Yeah, really they mean. They can say whatever yeah. they want to say. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. And most of it is deceitful. Exactly. That's what I've come to learn. Because yeah. even normal stuff on Facebook where everybody thinks it's normal. Um, I have my husband's family members that are posting on Facebook all the time. Well, I read this stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I have to see every meal that they're eating, which, okay, if that's what you're into, that's fine. But I didn't need to see your macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I I just, I don't get it. But then every single thing that they make Mm -hmm. is the best Mm -hmm. that anybody's ever made. Nobody's ever been as good a cook as 
is this person nobody can do anything better than this it isn't it isn't normal no 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 it's ego and i can you could i can tell you guys the funniest quick little story about me when i was a single first newly single mom i felt so sad for myself because i'm pulling my little red wagon with my toddler in it grabbing my four-year-old hand trying to go to movie night in the park and our snacks are falling out and the kids are you know you know overexcited and little one doesn't want to sit in the little red wagon and i'm trying to get the blanket down all ready to cry, feeling sorry for myself because I'm alone. I look over to the next blanket and this family of four, mom and dad, two kids, two boys are fighting, fighting, fighting. The mom takes out her her picture camera thing and then she's like, okay, everybody smile and everybody stop their fighting, bickering and, and annoying each other. Smile right. for the camera. It was this perfect family picture and then they went back to bickering, and then the husband finally got up, left, and sat in the car. So what was shown to the public was the four-person happy family that made me feel so bad about myself. And then I sat there going, I don't have to share my pizza. I don't have to share my popcorn. Both my kids fell asleep. Now I have two hours at movie night in the park to myself. Who's the winner? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Perception was, and this is in goal setting. Like, I want to wrap it back to goal setting because... What is your goal? Is your goal when you set this to be better than someone else, to to feed your ego, to look better in, in a public arena? Or is this goal really for you and who you are in your heart? Uh, I think I think people should stay off Facebook and social media. <laughs> it, it should be. I think that that's very thought-provoking. And I think the answer to your question from my perspective is that if you set goals that are from your heart, that are personal, and that are going to make you a kinder, gentler, better person, that's the direction that I would go. And that's just my personal opinion. Well, and, you know, is the goal, and this is the one thing that I heard when Paul was speaking, you know, when Paul was talking about his success in weight loss, he knew the why. You know, he looked at the scale and said, oh, my gosh, this was the biggest you know, wait, I've been in my life. That's not good. But that's not that's not compelling enough, I don't think, to to lose the weight. You know, that's it's just a number. And then but then he said, I couldn't lean over and tie my shoes. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the why became real. It's like, look, I'm so big, I can't do a simple task. Where do I right. go from here and you know of all the things you said paul you didn't say you couldn't wear your favorite pants you didn't say you know you couldn't fit in your bathing suit you didn't say any of those things what you did say though was i couldn't do the simplest thing that a child can do yeah and it was bad i mean it was really bad i mean and plus i was pre-diabetic too so i mean now i don't have that no more because i lost the weight so Right. So, so yeah, goal right, setting so is, getting to know our why, like, why are we setting this goal, Linda? You know, why are we setting, are we setting a goal? Cause we think we should, are we setting a goal? And I found this when I went to those planning sessions in Montreal, you know, all the people there were so fancy and, you know, they were all, you know, big city people and just totally out of my wheelhouse. So they were all setting big goals. So I set big goals. I didn't even know two of the goals I set. They just sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Here's something. Um, 
you know, for all you guys out there listening to us today, there is going to be a, here's a 12 steps to set and achieve any goal. All right. This is the 12 steps that you need to achieve your goals for this year. And we're in brand new year. Number one, have a desire. What do you really want to do? Believe that your goal is achievable. Now, that's the one that is important, you know, not big ones, just little ones. You know, they're achievable. Write your goal down. Now, I've never done that. I've always just had it in my head and wanted to do it. But I've never wrote a goal down and really, you know, did it. I always had it in my head. But determine your starting point, where you want to start your goal, where you want to end it. Determine why you want it. There you go. Why do you want this goal to work for you? Set a deadline. Yeah, you see, you got to get a period after that start. You got to have a period of when you want to set the deadline because then you have to go on to your next goal and achieve that. Identify the obstacle in your way. Oh, wow. Me, my fork. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in number seven there, people. <laughs> Determine the additional knowledge and skills that you need to achieve your goal. May go back to school. May you uh, study faith, maybe. Or listen to a podcast. Listen to the podcast about about goals. (laughs) Number 10, make a plan. Put it together and achieve it. Achieve it. Achieve it. Visualize your goal continually. And never, ever. This is the important one, number 13. Or number 12, I mean, never, ever, ever give up, ever. Because you, if you give up, your goals don't achieve anything. So there you go. So Sandra and Paul, I have a couple questions for you. Uh, number one, do you guys, either one of you, believe that you can set a goal that is ongoing? I mean, it might be ongoing for the rest of your life or for years and years do you believe that, that a goal can be that type of thing? So you're asking, does a goal have a does does a goal have to have an end point? Right. Is what you're asking. Am I right. understanding that? Yes. Hmm. Wow. Well, what? Um, Way to stop the panel, Linda. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's really something. Does it have to have an end point? I, well, I'm just waiting for your answers so I can decide if I am sane or not. All right, you go, and then we'll decide. Well, then we'll sit in judgment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it does have to have an end point. Um, because how would that be satisfaction if you keep going? Okay, I started studying theology from the time I was probably six or seven years old. Okay. So my goal was to understand every religion so that I knew why people from different areas worshiped the way that they did, believed the way that they did, and that I could find uh, peace with my own faith and understand my own faith and have a really strong, good relationship with my faith. Mm -hmm. That to me is lifelong. It never ends. That goal is with me. 365 days a year, every day since I've been six years old. That's an example of what I'm talking about. Hmm. Wow. So I still study theology. 
And that's an ongoing teaching. You'll, you'll never get, you, you'll never. I never get, I never tire. There's not really a goal there to reach, is there? Well, let's, no, yes, there is a goal. Because the, and the goal is to get better. To get the goal, I think when you have a, you you can have an open-ended goal, Linda. I think you're spot on on this. Because if your goal is always to be, like to me, some of my open-ended goals are to be a citizen of the world, you know, is to be, uh, you know, an, an open mind to, you know, kind of to new ideas, new opportunities, to an open-ended goal is to, uh, seek to understand first, speak later. You know, those are also pithy little epitaphs, but they're also open-ended goals and they're kind of ruling goals in my life and they overrule and they infiltrate in every aspect of my life, whether it's personal, professional, family, you know, those things, those open-ended goals continue. Well, you know what then? So would this would be an open-ended goal then, right? Always to keep learning, right? That's an yep. open-ended goal, right? Very much so. So that's my goal for this year, too. I got a lot of goals this year, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'll never keep stop learning. I mean, I I thrive on that, especially when I got great people around me. You know, my employees are the best employees you could have in a workplace. I work. I learn from those people all the time, you know, and you guys. I mean, it's. Yeah, so that, there you go. There's a there's a uh, never-ending goal right there, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, so that's Absolutely. what I'm going to do. So that's great. So, Sandra, so when you talk about goals, what is your goal this year? My goal this year, as cornball as it sounds, <laughs> is <laughs> to lift all higher. Like if my goal every day is to lift the spirits, like, and I know we dogged on Facebook, but one of the things I do on Facebook is I try to post something like today I post, did a, a, a picture that said, be the change, you know, don't wait for other people. Don't expect other people to do it, but be the change. So I, when I think about my goal for 2021, it's to empower people to use their voices, to to think for themselves, to create the life they want. And if I can do that by offering a hand up, by offering a, 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 a smile or a cup of coffee or a bit of kindness, you know, what it's in alignment with Linda's talking about. If I elevate the people around me, thus elevating myself. I can't really lose. I can't fail that goal. That's absolutely right. And sometimes I think that having maybe a variety when you're making your goals, because I think some people get caught up in just personal goals. You know, when, when people talk about New Year's resolutions yeah. or talk about Lent, which is what I was talking about before, which is the other time when people want to, it's a short term versus a new year's resolution, but they want to give something up. It's always of a personal nature. It's mm -hmm. never of a, that I hear it's never of a betterment for others kind of right, nature. Right. So that's why I said, you know, lose weight, quit smoking, yeah. quit drinking, whatever it it's might about be. Them. Yeah. It's, it's all about me. And so when Sandra just outlined her goal just now, that's not what she was talking about. It was not just about her. Mm -hmm. And I think just from a speculative standpoint, not a judgmental standpoint whatsoever, what I'm seeing happening 
and it scares me a little bit, and I'll be very honest with that, is people are becoming a little bit more sociopathic in their thinking. Sure. And that scares, that scares me a little bit. And I'm not, I've been trying to figure out why that is, because it, it has not happened to me, and it never has. But when, when I watch, you know, it's really interesting. If you have somebody approach you, and Sandra, you, you probably can answer to this better than any of us. But let's say I have somebody come into my office and, and something is bothering them and they have a problem. I can always tell from the way that they explain that problem, whether or not they're coming from a me, myself, and I point of view. Mm. And then I know the problem's never going to get solved until they go out of the me, myself, and I and into the big picture point of view. And because there is nothing that is just about me, myself, and I. There really isn't. I have not found anything, unless you guys know of anything. I have not found anything that is that sociopathic in life mm -hmm. that you can just, you can you can label it that yeah, way. Right. Yep. No, I agree with you. I think people should start caring more about people, but um, the goals that people set, uh, yeah, like you said, are there's, there's always about them. And in that, there's another one I'm going to say is how do I become a kinder person to other people, you know, and, um, and that's a great one. So I think these little show here on goals is a great starting of the new year for people out there who are on the fence about writing up goals. So and they do. They help a lot. Well, I think it, it, our discussion from coming from a, a more avant-garde point of view helps people to see you don't have to just say uh, my new year's resolution is I'm right. not going to eat chocolate or I'm going to yeah. lose weight. It's got to be more, more. You, you can, if that. you're a parent, you can say, I'm going to uh, spend a half hour more with my children right. each day right. instead of having them on their electronics right. as an example. Yeah. I mean, there can be something right. that is of a nature that is more personal. Right. Sandra, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that, you know, the, the, the end result of a goal or an intention or a resolution is to be better. And if all of us collectively choose to be better in 2021 we improve not only ourselves the people around us there's like you know that residual effect of the force multiplier effect and so when we do our resolutions yeah that's okay to have a few selfish ones you know that are just you know maybe your own right. your own kind of deal but looking at where you fit in the big puzzle piece that's life you know is 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 really what i think resolutions started initially to be i don't think they were controlling i don't think they were negative i think it was a time of reflection at the new year to go okay how can i be a better mother how can i be a better friend how can i be a better spouse how can i be better to myself but within the context of a new year because the new year affects everyone. And I think that's what we've lost. We've lost that connection to something other than ourselves. Right. Yeah. So let's switch to business for a second, because there's a lot of people out there that are either in management, might be entrepreneurs, have their own business, might be hoping to be. So on business goals, Sandra, maybe you can use Paul as an example. 
and you two could dialogue. So Paul had mentioned that he wanted to get better at marketing. What would you suggest for him for immediate goals on that standpoint? I think, you know, number one would be to to set yourself up with an accountability partner or a coach, somebody that can can help guide you and can help uh, on a weekly basis, can help direct your steps because you don't have to figure it all out from scratch. There's people who have walked this path before you. So that that would, would say number one. Another goal I would commit to trying to read, if, and if you're not a reader, you know, we can get an audio book. I think it would be to commit to one book a month that would broaden your horizons because everybody thinks marketing is about um, about how to sell things. But marketing is about stretching your mind, is, is stepping into the mind of the consumer, is looking at the mind of the product. What does that product develop in the mind of the consumer? And how do I communicate that from the consumer's point of view, not of my point of view? All of that requires stretching of the mind. So I would definitely commit to either reading or listening to an audiobook that stretches the mind. Then the next thing I would do, marketing requires confidence. And Linda, you can either refute or back me up on this. Good marketers have the confidence to follow their vision, to follow their instincts. And a marketer without confidence, because marketing is a pre-sale. Marketing is done before the product hits the market. So you have to have a lot of confidence in what you're doing and confidence to break the mold. Because if you just do what your competitor is doing, you'll never get ahead. So those are my big three. I 100% agree with what you just said. 100%. And it sounds exciting. (laughs) You know? I mean, I I can't wait to get started with you. In my office, Paul, the bookshelf when you walk in the door yeah. is nothing but marketing books. So if you want to read those, you can take one a month and read them. Who are they by? Uh, what's his name? Josh Groden is the main. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, okay. I've got all of his. Well, and, and Paul, are you a reader or are you a listener? Because well, I like to listen to it, but I mean, I got... Linda bought me a couple of books from for Christmas and stuff, and I'm starting to read them now. And uh, so I'd rather much listen to it on tape. Um, if I don't know, can you buy such a thing like that? Yes. I was going to say, one of our big sponsors for my radio shows is Audible, and I was not an audiobook listener. I was an avid reader. But what I found as I'm going through my chemotherapy is that my eyes are tired at the end of the day, and it's much more comfortable for me to listen. And here's the other one that you're going to love, you guys. When you have trouble retaining information, how fun is it to take the audiobook and take the physical book and use them at the same time. So you can listen and follow along as you're reading. You hear it, you see it, you can pause it, stop, and highlight what's important to you. It sounds weird, but if a book is really good and I need to learn from it, I'll buy the audio and the hard copy, and I'll use them together. Wow, that's a good, that's a good point. Okay, that sounds fantastic. And it's nothing new. Church has known this for the longest time. They have hymnals. They have, you know, Bibles. They have all these things in there. They understand the importance of people getting repetition in what's important. Hmm. There you go. 
There you go. There's our there's our next uh, hour long class. There, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you feel about what Sandra said, Paul, about the three points? I think I I I, I couldn't agree with her more. And um, I mean, I don't know much. I like I, I'm starting out in this marketing thing situation. The reason why I'm I'm so excited about it is because I like I just like marketing and how it works. Um, how do people come up with the ideas? Um, what makes marketing work for business? You know, that's what I like about it. And I'm excited, uh, Sandra, to really, really learn more about it because to tell you the truth, I went to a community college and did sales, professional sales. I also did Dale Carnegie. And um, their marketing is quite different from uh you know, they're they're the more rah 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 yeah yeah. It's all getting a circle, and it's more like a cult kind of thing, the Dale Carnegie thing. I know it's very popular; it works for a lot of people, but it it it, it didn't really work for me that much. I mean, it was the rah 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 thing and the Toastmasters thing, which is a you know, it would probably would have helped my confidence a lot more if I would have got with Toastmasters. But I think the three things that you labeled, Sandra, are really really, really are going to help me achieve this year what I want to achieve in the marketing aspect of the business. Terrific. Right, you know, I, I, I can't wait to start working with you on it. So. Great. So, wait, how are we on time, guys? I haven't been watching the time. I think we should. I think it's about time. So let's wrap this up. Um, I'm your host, Paul Frazier from Back to Life Radio, and Linda Pavick. I want to thank you for coming in. And Cleaner on the Go Radio, you can catch her on Cleaner on the Go Radio. She is the owner of Copper Touch. That's coppertouch.com. You can uh, check us out there. Remember what I said? Be germ-free for a lifetime. You, you won't believe this product. It's unbelievable. And then you got Sandra Beck, who is our special guest today, who is great. Thank you so much, Sandra, for for coming in today and helping us out with our goals and everything else. And she, you can catch her. She is the host of Talk Coach Talk Radio, so you can catch her on the internets. And again, my name is Paul Frazier, and this is Back to Life Radio. On behalf of your hosts, Linda Pavick and Paul Frazier, and our friends at BZ Trans Systems, thanks for listening. For more information, go to www.bzboards.com. Join us next time on Back to Life Radio.